Hello and welcome to That's Rich, the only podcast tracking the insane and the mainframe brain of those with massive bank balances. Um, we go across time trying to figure out what goes on inside their heads from queens of old to raced lobsters to rat informant SoundCloud rappers. We will not rest until we understand exactly what is going on in their heads. I am Daniel McKeown, your host, joined as ever by my lovely co-host, Rory Kelly. Hello. This week is a bit of a different setup for us, because this is the first time that we've been pitched a rich person to talk about by an outsider source. Um, You know him as a lovely musician and podcaster. He, um, Men vs. Man vs. Food, is available to stream now, as well as the uh, Thanks Dan podcast. Uh, It is Josh Wrighton. Hey. Woo. Thank you very much for having me on. Taking my pitch. <laughs> we yeah, well just it'll be like Dragon's Den. You tell us <laughs> which will infuriate the guy that I'm pitching. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we'll um, berate you. Yeah. Yeah. Want, yeah, that's great. I want twenty percent of this bit. <laughs> Don't give it to me. Um, um what it, josh uh you, you as i say you might know josh as a musician um you'll certainly know his stuff if you listen to this show he wrote our theme tune which was um a massive help for us um so we were such huge fans do you remember i remember yeah. josh i was quite difficult in explaining well, what we it, wanted to get out of the, <laughs> the sound i remember it went back and forth quite a lot and i was like i'm being difficult this is now well it's funny i i just remember like i didn't think you were being difficult at all you were just like asking for changes but then apologizing mass like profusely every time you asked for any change and i thought (laughs) i I was just kind of like it's okay i'm happy to like make i think i said one that was just like way too fast and you were like no that's that's like a bit too fast and i was kind of like Oh, that's fine. And you're like, but I'm, man, I'm so sorry for being so difficult about this. And I was like, oh no, it's it's, it's all right. It's, it can be a bit too fast. That's fine. I can stop. Yeah, Dan, Dan, you could never be a diva, right? Like, I'm so sorry. No. But I just can I just yeah. get a small glass of water, please? I'm, I'm like, just, you know, I would I would really prefer to have a glass of water before I go on. No, no, it would be a diva in the opposite way. I'd be weeping. <laughs> I just oh. and I know it's a difficulty. I'm sorry. And they'd be no, like, "Fucking hell!" Man. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah I know. I know. Loyal, uh, loyal listeners uh, uh, will, you know, some of our fan base will be disappointed uh, by Josh's work because you were big fans of the old podcast intro, uh, three minutes of dead air. Um, I think really kind of got us in, but I think I personally think Josh's is a lot better. Now it fades out at the end. If you uh, are eagle-eyed listeners, uh, Mm. (laughs) and it's hard to see sound, so (laughs) (laughs) Um, Josh. So you, as as we say, Josh has has come to us with a figure. Mm. uh, As as always, we talk about uh, famous hyper-rich folks, either from the present or the past. Um, and we try and just, and we just chat about them and we make fun of them because they can take it. Um, but this is, as I say, the first time. So Josh, why don't you walk us through the figure that you're pitching to us? Yeah. So the one, the person I'm pitching is Alan, well, Lord Alan Sugar, as he's thank you. referred thank to. Thank you for, um, for but, yourself. You're nearly, yeah. you're nearly kicked off his call uh, for not using yeah, the correct well, honor. Yeah. You know, so the thing about um, Lord Alan Sugar is that he, I think that he's, the perfect example of somebody who is is very wealthy and also like quite famous for being wealthy. Like his whole thing is that he has loads of money, um, especially for our generation. A lot of us, I mean, I'm not 100% sure why. I know he came up with Amstrad and that was his thing. And like, yeah. uh, but, you know, yes. so especially via his presentation on The Apprentice, he's just a sort of <clears throat> a, a, like a, a, a wealthy, successful businessman. But I, my pitch to this is that the thing that he's the perfect example of somebody who has no idea how to be rich. Like he, <laughs> he is, he is very rich, but still has this incredibly weird presence where, like, he's mm. eminently like hilarious in his public profile, and it's mainly yeah. from his Twitter account. I think is the main, the main. One hundred percent. Before we get into that, I will say just to jump in, his net worth in twenty sixteen was one point one five billion. Oh my um, god! Jesus I didn't know he was that rich. Christ. Did you know yeah, he was that rich? Either. Yeah. For for a, for a service, I don't really understand. And by the way, you mentioned Amstrad. Um, mm. That do you know what that stands for? No, no I actually yeah, no, it stands for Alan Michael Sugar Trading. 
he named the business so directly after his own name. He was like, what do I call this? Alan Michael Sugar Trading. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm about. If my name is an Alan Michael yeah. Sugar and I trade. <laughs> My favorite thing about Amstrad is a product they made called um, the Amstrad Emailophone that I heard about. And um, what <laughs> it was. So 70s invention energy because it yeah, started yeah. in 1968. So what it was was that you could, you'd pick up, it had like a landline phone that you could also like send an email. But how was that ever useful? Like you're on the phone to somebody going like, hey, I'm just going to do this next bit in an email. So hold on. But you had to be on the line to send the email apparently. So oh, that's so perfect as well because that's that's exactly what he seems like, which is, you know, he's a he's a technically he's he's in tech, right? You know, he's yeah, computers, but, but he's Britain's answer to American tech, right? Yeah. Like, what if you could send an email while you're talking on the landline? <laughs> yeah, very... nobody wants. That. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it does shit all over the facts though. If you're really existing in a time of facts. And then you come up with like, it's a phone and email. You understand the repercussions. You're like, holy shit. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine something better. I will say he I'm... he's very much English, the English response to American tech in that he's the, probably the, the most geezery man. Like he's a very yeah. much like on that show. Yeah. He is like, he's like, what the fuck? Like that. <laughs> that's that's I... every other sentence. I think. But see, that's I why... Was... Oh, no, no, go for it. Go. Oh, okay, so, sorry, sorry. Let's keep no. Uh, I was going to say uh, that after everything I hear he's done or will do, I can ver- I can, I can almost audibly hear uh, the phrase bish, bash, bosh reverberating <laughs> through time. Right, so <laughs> you send an email when you're on the phone, bish, bash, bosh. Oh, what should we call it? Alan Michael training, bish, bash, bosh. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly what the fuck? No. Why are we having all these meetings about our name? I'm Alan Michael Sugar and I'll trade. <laughs> <laughs> that simple um the reason exactly. they made so much money they started out as a general importer exporter and wholesaler mainly in consumer electronics as we say but then in 1980 they were listed on the london stock exchange and it, their profits doubled every year after that maybe not recently they they probably stagnated at some point but they just jesus every year it made more money i don't know I don't know what he's doing. I still don't. Other than, you know, as we say, email, email a phone. Yeah. I mean, I just found, I just Googled. Machine dryer. <laughs> I Googled the email a phone just because I thought that I was, but, um, and it's, he goes, we sold 450,000, but we subsidized them because I wanted to get into a business where I was no longer on the treadmill of expecting to make a profit. <laughs> like <laughs> i hate a business like that yeah yeah you know, like but what is what's holding to profit no thanks he was like we made this product because <laughs> i wanted to get off the treadmill of earning money <laughs> like it's it's really weird. that's <laughs> such a weird cryptic statement the only other thing i know i guess i guess we're throwing out all our alan sugar facts uh mm. is is that um with regard to amstrad uh so uh, my sister actually read alan sugar's book when she was young uh and studying to be <laughs> a young hustler yeah Oh, what is it called? I'm gonna get it up. I bet it has a dumbass name. Alan. I'm just yeah. Oh, um, sugar plus the business techniques. It's, uh, what like you that. see I, is I what you get. <laughs> oh, That's there's so many. It was what you see is what you get, right? Yeah. There's there's two <laughs> books. There's what you see plan. is what you get, and there's the way I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's because some people didn't see it the way he thought when he said what you see is what you get. <laughs> the thing is, is, okay, I know what you see, but what I see is this, and then that is what you get. So read read the first book, then read the second book, then go back to the first book and read <laughs> that, that is in fact finish, what you are seeing. If you finish what you see is what you get, and then you find out what he sees, you are inside, you are on the track, you are like, holy shit. You're in an Escher painting that is Alan yeah, yeah, it's like, is different from what I get. Um, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's weirdly philosophical as well. It's quite like, I think yeah. therefore I am, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually a huge work of philosophy yeah. that tries to yeah. expand that, in fact, what you see is what you get. I, um, just quickly, because I feel like we need to just reiterate slightly his persona on The Apprentice. Because mm. I haven't watched much of The American Apprentice, but from The English Apprentice, um, what I can really gather is it is the place to go if you want to see the most entitled people with the most grandiose self-delusions 
absolutely flailing before your eyes. Yeah, yeah that is like the whole I'm, show. I mean, and that's something that they have never admitted, really. Like, it's meant to be, it's it's framed like it's, you know, 12 top business people compete for a prize. Mm. But I think they've shot themselves in the foot because, like, recently they ran a whole series called Apprentice Best Bits. Uh, <laughs> and I think that was a massive, like, calling it Best Bits and then it being full of people making mistakes and people yeah. doing silly stuff really reveals their own premise. Like, it's like... If yeah. they called it best bits, it should be full of people doing great business deals. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's the like it's it's, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, it's 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 common knowledge. If you're on the apprentice, you are a bad business person. <laughs> but, but but they I mean, I think Mitchell and Webb did a sketch about it, but it was like they were like, But wait, who would apply to be on the apprentice? And they're like, idiots will apply. And and then it's like, but they'll know that we're going to make fun of them. They were like, well, they won't care because they're idiots. Like, that's the whole logic is that they're just going to get on screen. It's the whole thing the system runs on. Yeah, yeah. In no Apprentice Best Bits compilation does Michael, a property developer from Ipswich, sell his multi-million dollar app idea, uh, idea. Uh, make the, a huge killing and 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 really wow everyone at the boardroom. No, the Apprentice Best Bits features people falling into a vat of custard trying to pitch a new kind of shoe. Yeah, to yeah. an audience of disinterested octogenarians. Although the That's thing the is, highlight of season four. <laughs> That is it's, great... for, it's for it's for forty year old business guys to be like that's not really how it works. Though, is well, it? That's not really yeah. just to well, pat themselves on the back for their serious life. That is the other thing about the Apprentice that I do feel sorry for the contestants sometimes because they're like, oh my business is is like a management recruitment company, and then launching was like, right, you need to invent a biscuit and it needs to be brand new, <laughs> and then they're like, I've got. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not qualified to invent a biscuit. I don't want to do that. Like it's useless for my management. There was one where they had to make their own alcohol, and that was that was yeah. quite a test. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Je- Jessica from oh, who's a hairdresser from Carlisle. Uh, Martin, who works in human resources in Newcastle, and Jeremy, the uh, the assistant regional manager of a small uh, car tire company in the northeast. I want you all to crack cold fusion. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, he gets them into the boardroom later. And he's like, right, this was an absolute shambles. None of you knew the first thing about cold fusion. And as a result, your proof is terrible. <laughs> you didn't do it. Paul, just... your reactor went critical. And now it's a Hiroshima-level disaster. What is, yeah, it gonna take? what is it going to take to get you to pull your finger up? I guess said... a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say level Berkshire, did I? <laughs> and and the speed, the speed at which they all turn on each other without a care oh. in the world. It was like, I have to say, I think it was more your leadership, which was that I was trying to do this. And it's like, all right, all right, fucking hell. And let's just keep it easy. Here's the thing. Just the last note on the apprentice, or at least the last thing I'll say on it. Um, you mentioned the comparison with the U.S. Apprentice. It, it it actually does speak pretty well of the U.K. Apprentice because if you ever watch the U.S. Apprentice, it, it's it's terrible and it's just like it's like any of these reality shows in the U.S. Right? It's shot and framed, and everybody talks like the Real Housewives or anything else. Right? It's just a mm-hmm. kind of a machine. The U.K. Apprentice has its own kind of feel. Right? It does oh, actually yeah. kind of capture how cretinous and infuriating middle management office culture is right and the, yes. the kind of snide yeah. backhandedness of it all if you told me it was by a a, a a secret marxist at the bbc trying to discredit the world of business i'd believe you right I mean, yeah well, they're a, all bloody very secret cl- marxists at the bbc aren't they <laughs> not, not not so secret if you watch mock the week <laughs> my, my, my tax money is going to fund this marxist opinion <laughs> I just hate, maybe you just don't like Nish Kumar. That's it. That, maybe that's <laughs> yeah, I think it. It. exactly. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. And like I know he's middling, right? So some some hits big, some some are in the middle. <laughs> but I don't think he's a. He's not trying to bring bring down Whitehall. Well, it, on a like on the point of the the, the apprentice show, because I think if on a like a genuine point of why Alan Sugar is an interesting rich person, is okay. that I think he does genuinely represent like. The sort of like his Twitter presence, particularly where. So what he'll do, the thing that really caught my attention about his Twitter presence is that he will respond to, to all sorts of people. So th- <laughs> this like started because my flatmate uh, t- t- took my phone like and tweeted from my account at Claude Littner, 
one of the apprentice advisors. And he was like, he tweeted Claude later and went, Claude, what do I have to do to get a building on my name? Like get my name on a building, right? That was just a dumb, he was drunk and it was a dumb tweet and last year. But Claude Littler replied within 10 minutes saying, you just have to, you just have to work hard, do your best and, <laughs> and like, you know, develop ideas. So it was like, oh, so Claude responded. And then I was like, I wonder if Alan Sugar would, and the thing is he does. And so I, I've screenshotted a tweet from a couple of weeks ago. Um, okay. Somebody tweets him, his name's Rich. Uh, he goes, dear Lord Sugar, <laughs> you are the first person I've gone to. I have an idea that could be worth millions, if not billions, during these COVID times. I don't know where to, I don't know where to go with it. Can you help? So, right, millions, not billions. I'm in, I'm, I'm, he's ri- roped me in. I'm already yeah. like, yeah. yeah I'm also, his also, name is Rich. So, his name is yeah. Rich. Yeah, but <laughs> I would argue that, about him as well. He's, he's that's how him. Alan Sugar makes decisions, right? Oh, that's what he says on the tin. Yeah, Rich. Well, yeah. This is the thing. <laughs> I would argue that. Rich is. <laughs> I would argue that the fact that Rich has decided to doesn't know what to do and has decided to tweet Lord Sugar suggests that perhaps he's not the sort of person you'd want to go into business with. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. and maybe his idea isn't worth billions. But anyway, Lord Sugar responds with, "You can start by getting in touch with my investment company, Abvest.co.uk. If your idea has got legs, we can take things further." He's fully taken it seriously, damn, and that's what damn, he's on board. But that's He's what I love about Twitter it. is that as all the optimists see it, they're like, but yes, I mean. it will be instant connection. He's a billionaire with loads of investment companies. But in his head, he's like, this is what this is what puts me ahead. I'm listening to yeah. the normal person. Yeah. I'm ha- and that's why I think it's funny because, you know, Elon Musk is on Twitter, but he's well, he's just like arguing with incels. But like, I, you know, he's not mm. taking business pitches. And like, just that's what's weird about Lord Sugar is... Lord yeah. Sugar knows that the next email phone, the millennial email phone, yeah. is <laughs> going to be found in those channels. Exactly. He doesn't know how, you're but he knows right. it's coming. I th- I think you're totally right that I think you've 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 actually so keyed into the uh to the Lord Sugar mindset, Josh, because you've already <laughs> sussed that I guarantee you're absolutely right. If you asked him why are you responding to you're a billionaire why are you responding to random people on twitter mm. he'd go yeah that's what puts me ahead right i i actually yeah. look at the hentai that's posted in my threads i actually <laughs> you know i watch Let's hear this egg account out <laughs> yeah i'm I, i'll speak with the eggs right i have my ear to the eggs <laughs> but the, the dude is the dude firmly believes he, he's the kind of guy who thinks if you have a five minute conversation with you know, mm. a greengrocer or something, you're going to have a, a spiritual epiphany and know exactly what price to sell gold at. I mean, dude, your your concerns couldn't be further from from street level, okay? But I guarantee you, yeah, that's his kind but, of and I think it's geezer almost, persona. Exactly. Mm. And I think it's almost point... It, it, his thing is that he's just... he's he, Yes, he's rich, but he's just like one of us. Mm. That's like mm. his thing. But he also... The other thing that happens with him is that he... Um, I think that he forgets that he's not just like one of us because the other things he'll tweet about and the other tweet that I like screenshot was he um had a it was a it's a photo so it's a photo of a very expensive looking super yacht as opposed sorry as opposed to one of the cheap looking ones but like you know he's he's there with a very <laughs> it's like his oh um, that's a rundown it, super yacht Jesus yeah <laughs> it's got a statue <laughs> ripped off there's two statues either side of like the thing that goes down into the water the steps that go to the water. Mm-hmm. and he he tweets like oh, anyone know where these are from i'm looking to get one of them repaired and it's like but <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing but it's like that's ask so ask the guy he, he, he who lived, made the yacht he yeah he lives he lives by the credo get a man to get a man in get some well, get, exactly, don't get a cowboy yeah. in get a man in because like also in the last month he's added dpd because one of his parcels went missing and it's like again, <laughs> it's like alan come on a there's oh. actually just, like why why are you doing this on twitter you're alan sugar just somebody surely somebody will do that for you i don't know but that's the perfect that's uh sorry go 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 no yeah i was just saying there's no filter that's all it is <laughs> It's the perfect misalignment of a uh, yeah, dumb guy from the from the eighties mindset that feels hmm. the need to yeah, who'll like you know post the front and back of his credit card and go like, <laughs> yeah. how do I get this thing to work? But also <laughs> a guy who yeah, who does that with you know who post photos of of the uh, massive lock on his vault full of gold coins and go i'm locked now again how do i reset this thing <laughs> ask, one of the, in the area. 
As well, for yeah. the many people around you, yeah, stop looking for uh, for folk wisdom and use well, yeah. your billions of do- Turn to your right at your private members club where the head of DPD is sat next to you and asking, <laughs> where's my parcel, Tony? Like, you don't and- need to at the company Twitter. Well, his other one, his other big Twitter, while we're doing his Twitter ad, his other big Twitter thing is um, a, a, a very specific restaurant uh, by the name of Sheesh Chigwell. Um, and it is a sort of, it is. One more time. It, one more time. Uh, Sheesh Chigwell. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, and is, that how yeah. They, is that how they, is that how they cook their meat? <laughs> Chigwell. <laughs> I'll have it Chigwell. Like Chigwell, please. Thank you. Um, but so uh, the thing about it is that he tweets often when he goes there he'll be tweeting Fuck me. and he he'll be so like great meal dad she's chigwell and if you go <laughs> like if you go it's also a place frequented by like a lot of um the early ways essex people because it's like it, you know it's it's on the early ways essex all the lads all the lads influencers and like the thing is like they're influencers they get people to post when they go there but oh, yeah. And it has like the sugar room. That's one of his things. It's the <laughs> the. Uh, I think I, I'm just trying to find just where the sugar is. Don't don't get it twisted. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a special Alan sugar is the name of a. That's a pretty good influencer name. Not gonna lie. Well, yeah, you know what it is, and that's. But like he's playing the part, and like he, as I said, he's got like a private room. There is like you know, uh, yeah, it's the sugar sweet or something like that, and it's all gold. Um. but it's stuff like this place is so like down market like i'm just on their website and i'm looking at their rules um they have rules and it's over 18s only that's one of them uh and it's got sheesh has a very smart dress code like (laughs) which does that not sound really weird like no yeah it sounds like a child has made that up right a child a child has made like mud pies for dinner and daddy you have to come (laughs) and the dress code is very smart yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like when um, it's like at old 18th where they're just like, um, girls wear this, wear a glittery top, and guys wear a shirt. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what that and speaks to it's me. It's also got a note under that saying, if you would wear them to the gym, you cannot wear them in sheesh. That is like a note that they've decided oh. to make. But there's so many places have this paranoia about if you came from the gym. What is the worry? I really understand. Yeah. There's so many places like, God, you came from the gym, did you? And it's like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe gym yeah. guys are more confident than us, right? Maybe gym guys, they get out the gym, they're feeling themselves. They, you know where I'm going? The Ritz, right now. <laughs> I'm just I'm pumping a load sh- of iron. Chigwell, right now. <laughs> I'm sweating buckets. I'm blind with, with rage. I'm going to have some cakes and tea at Betty's Tea Room. But that's I, the... wonder, I wonder if oh. that's a thing for rich people, though, because that's what happened with Jess Glynn at, what was it, Big Fish or something? She said she was being. She went to a a, pl- a restaurant called Something Fish, and she was in a hoodie. And she said she was being oppressed. <laughs> and it was uh, and it was like, yeah, sure, mate, sure, mate. <laughs> Which, yeah, it, rich dress codes are dress codes are great for this uh, because, and it's a little bit like the Alan Sugar thing in general. Because I feel a bit bad doing um, doing what I guess you can only describe as dumb Cockney voice for this guy a lot. It feels kind of classist, but then also the guy is a billionaire. So, I mean, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't actually feel guilty. And it's the same with dress codes where um, there was controversy. At, you know, there's always controversy at Wimbledon where some rich asshole shows up in the wrong gear for fucking Wimbledon, apparently. And so you've got the, just the, the two worst kinds of people fighting with each other, which are new rich and old rich, right? You know, and I don't know who, yeah. who's tied to pick, really. They both suck. The dress code thing is really funny because I think at a certain tax bracket that you reach, you mm. should have to actually jump through my little hoops if you want to eat in here. You should, like, just a little yeah. bit, just a little. I'm just going to be a little bit of a dick because I'm giving you an amazing service and you also mm. can take it. And you invented this problem. Yeah. Right? It's like, a, it's, exactly, it's a made exactly. up problem. By your own hand, right? So if you, if you make uh, all sorts of rules about how you're meant to eat and how you're not, don't, don't, turn around and then get annoyed when it says no trainers okay yeah brogues i want you in brogues i want i just want these people to have to follow any rules right they break the law we don't pay tax yeah. so you should at least have to eat with the right silverware i think well yeah I don't, but i think that whole like narrative of the it's the new rich versus old rich is a good point and the thing so i i've got i i'm still on shisha's website and <laughs> it's, it's an addictive website i'm on their <laughs> gallery. yeah never leave i'm on their gallery shisha's gallery of guests they have a guest gallery and i think it'll show you so the people that they have as their 
A, I'll show you guys the picture. If people are on the, um, just like Google it. So you look, this is their first picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's of their owner and Ray Winston. Uh, the owner oh, is an incredibly I muscular, like, and he, they're doing the. Actually, I'm surprised he was that muscly. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, right. yeah, they're both pretty jacked. And quite, so, but, yeah. Their first, I'll just run through the people who are on their list as like, because it's an ordered gallery, like one out of 40 or one, mm. one out of 20. Ray Winston is first. Then of it's course. Rod Stewart. Then it's yeah. um, Tyson Fury. Then oh, it's yeah. B- Baby Spice. Uh, and then we have Millie Bobby Brown, which is quite a okay. random one. And then Harry Kane. And then Back Gino DeCampo. <laughs> can we quickly okay. do a sort of six degrees of separation connecting all of these people? <laughs> yeah, well, well, they've all been to Sheesh, so it's one degree of... Rep- they, they've all met Dylan. <laughs> no, no, play Sheesh. the game. No, actually, I got it. Sheesh, that's the... <laughs> but... Um, Ray yeah, Winston so- would fucking wreck Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they had to fight. Absolutely. Sorry, just there's no fight there. Or maybe there's a kind of she could do a kind of a Yoda style jumping around. Yeah, no, she's like she's like the little Cockney guy who has like you know she's handy with a switchblade, but then but then Ray just fucking one <laughs> one one hit. I know who I'm putting my money on anyway. You actually you actually have to take a punch if you want to eat a sheesh. Yeah, sheesh, everybody. Yeah, well, there's a bare knuckle boxing ring down the back where uh, where they where they grease up Ray Winston and Alan Sugar. It's what the Sugar Room actually oh my is. God. They grease them up and they just like fucking rail on each other. It's like baby, it's like we call it baby face. It's the sugar room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exa- exa- yeah, uh, yeah. Alan Sugar's like, I'll, I'll never get swept up by money because once a week I'll go to Sheesh Chigwell and box Ray Winston. That's how I stay grounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like you. I'm like you. Yeah. Every every <laughs> month I have a new set of teeth put in because Ray Winston has kicked them all out. But my point about the. <laughs> Ray Winston won't leave me alone. I just want to have a meal and she's Chigwell. And every time I'm in there, he has to kick my teeth out and I'm stuck with the suit. And he keeps going back and saying, I had a lovely meal on the internet. He's like, I'm getting um, a takeaway, Ray. But, Ray, but please, I'm with my family. My point this is was your that... week is it, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have fired Jeremy from Huxtable. <laughs> oh, he was my it... favourite. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't just impossibly furious at everyone he fires. He He'll like, fight yeah, anyone. Good business yeah. acumen. He was a dreamer and you shot him down. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. But but so this is actually the point that I was making by bringing up Romans than those is that it's it. The thing is, these like everybody I listed, like Rod Stewart, Tyson Fury, right? They're mm. all people who've like come from nothing and have ended up very wealthy via mm. what I guess is legitimate talent. I guess like Ray Winston's an actor and Rod Stewart can sing, and but they're all like new rich, as you'd put it in the old rich, new rich thing. And mm. that's what's funny about Lord Sugar is that like Sheesh as a restaurant is the place for the new rich. None of the people on the gallery are in any way. It's not like lords and ladies. The only person I've in 20 pictures. Millie, that... Millie Bobby Brown paid her dues, you know. She really yeah, well, she's, she's a... I don't know her background, and I feel like it might be posh just because she's a child actor and they often are. You heard her speak, right? I mean, come on. like Yeah, you exactly. You have to have bones about this. Millie Bobby Brown is posh. Like, yes, but, yes. But she is also famous for Stranger Things, which is, I guess, uh, like, you know, the thing what is, it's not things? the only person on this who I know has like a proper, like, w- like storied wealthy background is Jamie Lang. Yes. Who is right, yes. of um, the McVitie's family, right? I, but... I, I do want to just throw in a disclaimer because we've sort of been been taking the piss. It is sort of <clears throat> honourable to come from nothing to establish no. yourself at that level. But I think what we mean about these people, and I, I think the point in your thesis about Lord Sugar is this disconnect between, um, <clears throat> like your previous background and where you are now, especially for someone yeah. who's been a billionaire for a few years but, now. But also that upper echelon yeah exactly that but also the fact that like as much as anything it's like weirdly self-reflective is that that you're sort of lord sugar is like it, he's funny it, it is funny but it, that's actually just a reflection of how um the like uh, to get like really the like capitalism is like if it, it's meant to he's meant to be the epitome of capitalism yeah, but actually, yeah. almost everyone, even people who aren't very wealthy, look down their nose at him because he comes yeah. from like working yeah. class background. You could never true. escape. 
So it's actually a really interesting thing that he's such a like comical figure in a way. It's right. Right. Yeah. He should have massive respect. He's yeah. earned a billion dollars from a market store. We should all respect him like crazy. <laughs> According but, to the rules of the system, he's the king, yeah. right? Like, this is how we appoint yeah. our king. You make enough money, you become right. king. But because of the cultural disconnect, uh, the he's, man still looks like, yeah, I mean, he... Yeah, because he, he, he can't assimilate fully into that ruling class mentality uh, and, and thus ends up going to Shish Chigwell, where I guess none of yeah. the... Uh, I guess... The Duke of Edinburgh doesn't make frequent appearances. No, it is quite uh, cool of him to big up Sheesh Chigwell if it as as that kind of shining light of people that made it. And but that's what I mean is that I imagine when he goes to Sheesh Chigwell, he feels <laughs> like he loves it. Like I'm sure they treat him like he gets. He loves the. No, he probably just loves the restaurant and is bigging yeah. it up because he's very like that's that, that's another thing that's like you're not meant to do as a, like a billionaire is big up some restaurant like billionaires don't go to the ivy and they're like great dinner at the ivy met the owner or whatever it's yeah, like that's a good point yeah. yeah it's a rule that you don't sort of speak of your like it's like you know maybe it's you a post like a similar one i feel is like tim martins his he oh, yeah. let's get in into it he, he has this persona of like you know being a guy down the pub, being ordinary, being a... He's the owner of Weatherspoons, Josh. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. But he just has the most... He, he probably does it with a bit less grace because he has the most contempt for working people, especially people at his own fucking hmm. company. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I just... I am going to just push back on this slightly, which is that it is funny to see these people who come from authentically poorer working class, uh, etc. backgrounds. Um and I guess they deserve their respect, but what I, I just want to make very clear, <laughs> what I would like to make clear to Alan Sugar, um, is that he switched teams, right? I mean, okay, if you were a billionaire, I don't care how much you sound like Oliver Twist, but, uh, you know, you're, yeah. you're on the other side now. And I think yes. that disconnect is funny, but it points to what a lot of rich people would like, which is they'd like an, a degree of authenticity and a degree of yes. being yeah. on the right team that they mm. have truly sacrificed right there's no such thing donald trump used to refer to his dad as a blue collar billionaire which is <laughs> not a thing that exists yeah, yeah. in you the know, world that's exactly it is because what alan sugar wants is to be seen as still that working class market trader guy but mm -hmm. at the same time he's tweeting about the statues on his yachts so it's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. you're not anymore you have and also like i just looked up his um you know because he's a lord obviously so that's he's got a political oh, yeah. career he was a member of the Labour Party. Yeah, that's true, actually, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Until 2015. Uh, but he, in the last election, has endorsed the Conservative Party. So he switched. Mm -hmm. Like, he's... he's mm -hmm. that's, yeah, I think it's just... A tr I think before, it was just a tricky... I just want to walk a fine line between... I'm not making... We're not making fun of his background. It is the disconnect. And as you say... But yes, I just yeah, feel yeah. like we... I, it no. is, it's strange that it incorporates itself. The struggle against the system to like overcome these obstacles is then incorporated to like beget the same system. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, people yeah, yeah. look at Alan exactly. Sugar as an in, as like, oh my god, as an inspiring figure, and I want what he has, all of that stuff. But it doesn't do any good, I think, for wider communities. Now, I don't know how much community work Alan Sugar actually has done with I think he's, people. He's, I know he bought Tottenham was the owner of Tottenham Hotspur for a while, but I think that was kind of ornamentary i think he's actually no he he is a fairly big i think he's a big a fairly like the thing about alan sugar as well is he actually has done everything that could make him what like a very respectable uh figure he does a lot of philanthropy mm. for um i'm just on his thing but like he tweets about it as well to be fair about uh he does stuff for jewish care and the great ormond street hospital um yes like so he's actually like the thing about him is that he's kind of doing everything right but it's weird how he's got trapped into this very strange persona because i also imagined that he'd be a really interesting guy to talk to like actually i've never seen a really really interesting interview with alan sugar because mm. i think people ask I him about the in-depth one yeah but i i actually would be really fascinated because this is the thing is that the story we're told is that like he's a market trader and then he's a billionaire <laughs> like yes. that is but <clears throat> yeah yeah what he, he did he to get between there, the two but what he did to get That's a good there point, because yeah. a little bit like his counterpart in Trump, he's sort of he's trapped in a brand, right? He's made himself a brand, and he's mm. made himself into a sort of comic figure. Because um, of yeah, yeah no, he's he's done this on purpose. Like he's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's created this persona. Yeah. I will say, like as much as it is an admirable thing to to re 
not admirable. It's it's a hard earned thing to get to those heights. Yeah, I don't I, I don't admire it. Of it. I do kind of think of it in the same way. I think of like Bezos. You know those pictures of mm. Bezos starting out in his garage or whatever, and it's like yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did it then, but I didn't know you then. I know the guy. I know the guy now. You're not in the garage now. It's yeah. such a weird thing, but you're right. But they love that, and and Steve Jobs was the same, right? He would constantly talk about the garage, and you're right. Mm. There's there is a there is something about be it our wider culture that maybe just although lauding wealth also kind of disdains wealth or maybe it's just about becoming one of these people you you never want to cop to you're constantly telling the story of how you improved yourself but you never actually mm-hmm. want to talk about uh where you are now right you want to constantly talk about the garage or the van that yeah. Alan sugar used to sell stuff out the back of the yeah. van he loves you talking wanna, about the van you want to talk you about van, you know right? The dark alley you found yourself in and you got out, not the guy you had to stab to get out of there. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Know? But you also don't want to talk about how you, he's now a billionaire. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't want to talk about why he thinks that it's, um, that's like, it's the other people who were in his position, like why he thinks that it's a computable thing for him to have so much money mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. Not like the you know because the thing about being a billionaire is is surely it's too much money like you know that's that's so much money and it's this no like, I think it's just so <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but this is it isn't it it's that he Seems he's right. like he's like going you know I came from nothing and now I'm a billionaire I earn every penny that I've got and I'm like yes but but also do you need every penny that you've got <laughs> what are you doing and, with those pennies man you don't need the pennies yeah and um, th- that, but that's another thing that's weird because it's almost like justifying bezos is like i came from nothing i built amazon that's why i had so much money and it's like yeah but now you've got all of that money you don't need it all like maybe and yeah. that's the questionable thing isn't it is that like if you ask that seg- Sorry, that yeah. that links very nicely to um yeah I mean because Alan Sugar yeah so he's he's Lord Sugar right and he was made a lord mm. by the by the Blair government um who uh while running floated uh, reforming the lords and and significantly getting rid of the House of Lords undemocratic institution ended up appointing like hundreds of lords more lords than anybody else um so it it's not the biggest recognition in the world Alan Sugar was one of many 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 people. Um, and you're right, he switched parties uh, in, in 2015 mm. because, you know, he was made a lord in a Labour party that had fully signed on to the idea that there was, the, you know, they were no threat to uh, to Alan Sugar's wealth, right? Uh, and yeah. his commitment to telling the story about how he made all the money, but you're right, never questioning if he should have it, if he should not. Um, he, he found himself at the perfect moment in history to be... Um, when they were just giving out peerages like uh, like nobody's business, and when the ostensive left wing party were were doing his act, right? We're saying, uh, yeah, yeah, we're you know we're party the common man. Uh, How did anyone look at considering... Blair and hear Blair's voice and be like, he's <laughs> for the common man? Oh, yeah, I that's know. the he used to do say... the Mockney thing. He used to do the fucking all right, go fly. You know, it very it was it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, that I'm is what like, I'm just realizing the, the cultural dissonance of the Catherine Tate, Tony Blair sketch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll work for him. You, 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 <laughs> but you know, that's doing a, a caricature of working class people to a guy who won over working class people on a lie. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's but you know, that's the other thing about Sugar is that the other so the Apprentice as a like a because a, I actually don't know. Is which came first, the U.S. one or the uh, America, the R one? Is I it a British idea? No, I think it's the U.S. one. The U.S. one has been on a very long time. Um, yeah, I'm not even strictly sure they're actually connected. I don't know if they licensed the property because I think Trump really doesn't like the U.K. Apprentice. Now he might not anyway, but I think it may be a. You know how Simon Cowell straight up stole American Idol, right? The X Factor was just a, a, a nicked idea of America. I think it might be a yes. very similar thing. Uh, you're right. It's the same here. It's um, it's it's God, uh, all the worst men. American first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell did comp- competitive reality TV really unleash the absolute worst human being? Not like you, you know everybody used to rag on Big Brother or whatever. That that shit was fine. It was yeah. It's 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 the ones where. Uh, where rich guys have you dance for them in, in exchange well, yeah. for a prize. Britain's Got Talent used to be Simon Cowell, Piers Morgan, and Sharon Osbourne. Three of the, the I mean, Sharon's probably fine, but three of the least charismatic oh, I don't know, people. man. She seems sus as well. Three people, and, th- and three people who seem like, um, 
I don't know how to put this uh, delicately. Three people who seem like perverts of three entirely different <laughs> varieties. Which we have to we have to nail down which perversions they are. <laughs> okay, okay. So Piers Morgan uh, likes to be spit on. Exactly. Perfect, right? You read my <laughs> like, um, <laughs> he's just like he likes scat stuff. That's what I reckon. He's just dirty. Yeah. yeah. Simon Cow's an old school pervert, right? Four four buttons down. Leary yeah. at the office party. He's just he's just a creep, wall to wall, right? Yeah. Um, Piers Morgan, yeah, likes to be likes to be like humiliated. On. He's like that. Exactly. Likes I think to be, Sharon Osbourne likes people in cages. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a dog, right? Leash yeah. and stuff, and then but also if you went round, she it would still be going on, but she'd be like, "Don't worry about it." It's, he 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 likes it, and then she'd be like, "Yeah," and he'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, I love this. I absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'm hundred percent, I'm, I'm totally no, yeah, okay. yeah." The it. guy there is like. Absolutely, I signed and up. She does you know. know, she's not even mean about it. She's just like, don't talk so much, dear. And he's like, yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. And it'd be like, but there's <laughs> so much. In yeah, it's almost non-sexual, it, yeah. right? It's almost non-sexual. <laughs> she has, she has, like, she has, she has men who are footstools, but they're like fully clothed and they earn like forty k a year. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly weird what's weird as well. If they weren't all rich, I'd be fine with all of those. Well, yeah, again, <laughs> <laughs> if they if but, they weren't on that show, I'd be like, yeah, you know, if I had a friend. You did that. I'd be like, yeah. You know what? You. The other that's actually weird. Of the I'd be fine. So the Apprentice. I was just thinking, like, as a thing, it's essentially yeah. a, you're right. It's a rich man going twelve people dance for me, and one of you gets a bunch of money. Mm. If he was doing it without filming it, and he just did it every year and didn't film it, <laughs> I would be like, that's a really great scheme that you're doing, Lord Sugar. You're giving like young businessmen a chance to get investment in their company yeah. in a way that. But like the fact yeah, that it's filmed. Say. They are doing that model, and it's called unpaid internships. Well, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yes, oh. My, uh, that was my version of but just with wood. Yeah, <laughs> it's just good. banging but, the like, table. John, yes. <laughs> but if Sorry, if, if if Lord Sugar announced the scheme where he was like, once a year, I will take um an open submission business pitch and give £250,000 to one of these people. You'd be like, that's a great scheme and a good way to redistribute some of your wealth and some investment stuff. But the fact that it's then filmed and put on television makes it like performance. It's like, come on, dance for me. Like dance, go on, humiliate yourself. And at the end... To the whole project, right? That's the entire thing about Sugar Mm. Right. Like the, the, the... The authenticity never works because he's always performing the authenticity, right? It's like, you know, yeah. you if you constantly need to tell me that you're an ordinary geezer, I'm going to start to doubt that maybe you're just an ordinary it's geezer. That classic. Geezers don't yeah. walk around going on, I'm a geezer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Be geezers. Because they the don't thing. have anything to prove, you know? <laughs> it's the humiliation aspect that I don't like is that, like, the problem with the. My dad hates The Apprentice and he's always said it. He's like, it's because. You wouldn't put up with that, like you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like every reality show. It's just like that would yeah, stand yeah. in my life. <laughs> but he's just like you know. The the thing is, he's right though. There is like what ten weeks of like complete humiliation to get mm-hmm. to the money. It is like it's it's you know it's yeah. actually quite like. And the fact that it's, Lord Sugar yeah. is presiding over it, I think surely, it's like the zenith yeah. of the the sort of masochistic side of business because there's a narrative yeah. in you know business and, and particularly now with linkedin culture that we talked about before it's like you got to struggle you got to give up everything you have to get that money and that's just part of it and now that's it's it's that but taken to this ludicrous extreme mm. of like i i might make it that you never work again yes um, and yeah also that but he doesn't he is somebody who's been like it was so tough to get into business but has no interest of making it easier He's like, no, no. Yeah. How could I make it tougher and weirder? He, he was like, it was really tough for me. And now I'm at the top. I'll get to be the one who makes it tough. As exactly, opposed to yeah. being like, that's why I think, because when we were talking about, there is a sort of awkwardness of being like it, the class thing, you know, because it's not, it's, we're not, it's not making fun of the fact that he's working class. Hmm. It's the fact that he has like lost touch so much, yeah. but it's so desperate to still appear working class. Yeah, that's exactly. the thing. Yeah. That's it's the point. The, it must yeah. be a hard thing to admit to yourself, I guess, right? Yeah. It, it would never it feel be, that yeah. way, I don't think. No. You'd he... still feel like you. And you'd Yeah, a really good places. point. That's a good, that's a really good question. Does Alan Sugar think that... No. <laughs> <laughs> 
he does his thing. He sees. He sees and he does. He does Wow. <laughs> Damn, that was good. <laughs> um, does he yeah. think that he's now... Uh, does he think that he has grafted, he surpassed his previous conditions, and now, as a reward, he gets to set the terms of the obstacle course, right? He's beat the obstacle course, and now he gets to install, you know, giant swinging knives and a, and a shark-infested tank. <laughs> I think that's or, almost exactly what it is. But... Yeah, well, it might be, but... but I'll hear the saying... alternative. Yeah. <laughs> but Dan, your theory was that you can't admit it to yourself, right? Which also makes a degree of sense to me, right? So he... He thinks, and this is something you seem to encounter sometimes in these people, is he still thinks he's running it out of a van, right? So if he was running it out of a van, he's not trying to get done over. You know, he's the scrappy underdog. He's going to get every penny and he's going to, you know, give as good as he gets to his business customers. Maybe he still thinks, you know, uh, this is a mom and pop shop and I've got to meet my bottom line. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Now, I want that in-depth interview with Alan Sugar. I want to hear it. Uh, (laughs) He's like, when you start running a business it would change you and you'd be open to more making more deals and working with different people, even if it was something out of a van and then it, and it built to the point where it's on the London stock exchange. Mm-hmm. So surely you're like, I just have to keep growing and changing because that's what gets results. And it's worked mm. so well so far to the point where you're working with the people who haven't been through what you've been through, but you yeah. also understand where they're coming from because they have similar responsibilities. So I think that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's him what and- I think, and that's <laughs> and on that note, we'll end. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, that's the thing. That's why I thought it'd be interesting to talk about Alan Sugar because I do think he actually, when you like dig down into it, he represents a lot of really weird stuff about rich people. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, because it is the like he's both he's a businessman, but he's also a celebrity, and he's also mm-hmm. a like well a lord he's also like a literally like he yeah he makes decisions uh, like he votes on laws uh, in our country so he's a very powerful he's a legislator yeah you're but you're so right you've completely taught me into this thesis you're right that it's completely insane culturally speaking we still don't really respect alan sugar do we the guy is you're right (laughs) he's he is a a, you know quote-unquote self-made man he can't he's done the scrappy underdog thing He's now a billionaire, the highest reward our society can give. In fact, it doesn't even give it. You just have to make it so. And he has, he's a lord. He's one of the highest uh, honors that both our government and our old, you know, style feudal Mm. system can confer. He's a celebrity. He has an actual presence. He's not like a secret billionaire. We know who he is. He's on telly all the time. And yet he's a national joke. What does yeah. it take to win over this country? We, we are, are, <laughs> Is it just that our class prejudices are so steep? Yeah, like I, never... I genuinely think... Well, I, he... I do think there's something in going from business to reality TV. That is well, that's bit, the thing, isn't, isn't it? it? Like, a little, like... Do you think if that's he wants the our res- yeah. If he wants our respect, he needs to stop tweeting about Sheesh Chigwell and stop doing The Apprentice. Like, that's... <laughs> that's the, the favourite. It's the best thing I also, like about him. But then, you know what? Like, the weird thing I is... want to, we should all go to Sheesh Chickwell. Oh, we my God. I want to yeah. get beaten the shit out of Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to work on my uh, my right cross if I'm going to contend. Yeah, your right hook. You're gonna, yeah. It's also very expensive. Like, that is the other thing. She's yeah. just it is a shame. There is a certain thing. Even with Ray Winston, I think he gets doesn't get respected for being in genuinely good movies and being yeah. a fairly legitimate actor in, yeah. like... He no, did Scorsese films, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and you know, God help him, he did do that Ladbrokes ad or whatever the, the gambling ad was. Bet three six five, bet three six five. Don't even Get think up. about pressing that skip button. <laughs> the greatest yeah. ad of all time, in my opinion. My favorite, the, the favorite juxtaposition in all advertising is the the bravado of the Labrix ads with the intense disclaimer that you have to gamble at your own risk. And yeah, it's exactly. a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. But please, oh my God, please don't ruin your life. Like, do it. Well, if you give us I your think, money, but like, you know, be responsible if, about it. You know, if on. you ever need to explain to people how the human experiment went wrong, it's that there is an advert for blowing all your money with a disclaimer saying don't do that like (laughs) it's like exactly so much more understandable it's like you know you know well because the thing is is it's such a it's so transactional 
yeah it's like obvious like don't spend all your money but if you do i would it was great for my business (laughs) but like it's like i when you go out to drink and get drunk um or like you probably like you know it's largely okay and it's a recreational activity but literally the premise of gambling is that you're going to give us money and there's a like a one in 20 chance that you that this will go well 19 times out of 20 it's gonna go bad that's how they have the money right that they where did you go where did you get all this money this prize money for me oh yeah other people put it into our pot and i obviously didn't get it back yeah exactly and that's but it's so funny that it's just like the like but gamble responsibly it's like the way to gamble responsibly is to sort of not gamble like (laughs) i will say this this will sound silly it's the one reason i can't really get into gambling is i don't want to lose money (laughs) (laughs) no i want this is my money why would would that sound silly (laughs) (laughs) but like i i have played risk it you know what i mean like it's just like i would have to give you money and the chance of me and there's a chance i won't get it back well fuck that noise i'm not giving you money but i have like so i play i've played poker on zoom uh, with my uncle over the pandemic which is a random thing but like the poker's there's a game right and it's like it's 10 pounds like steak and then but like that's like going to the pub to see you know you see people and it's just passes time but the when it's like 20 pounds on a horse race that's over and or that you don't even watch sometimes like some people are doing that thing where they're like betting on like you know tazi like football in tajikistan and stuff like that because that's what's offered because it's like four in the morning and you want to yeah a a brief thrill and it's like that's true that's true but then i want to retract my le chiffre comment i just thought that would be funny Uh, (laughs) it's actually very nice that you play poker no 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 it's ridiculous I, I, i'm on zoom with my uncle playing poker like what if you'd asked me how 2020 was gonna go i wouldn't be like oh yeah i gotta hang out with oh. my uncle a lot more like that's the... <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> what did he do wait wait, wait. <laughs> no, no, nothing it's just that it wasn't in the it wasn't in the original game plan before the pandemic was <laughs> just, um... you know like, so, fuck my uncle he's holding me back i'm gonna work no, on no, music and, and also it's been really <laughs> great uh, during the pandemic it was so nice to have something that was happening once a week that was just like uh, but you know it is just a really weird situation we've all arrived in where it's like oh no something. certainly yeah i didn't yeah. think I'd get as into ipas as they did yet here we are. <laughs> yeah. we've talked about the I I... amount of ipas <laughs> I didn't think I'd get that job as a delivery driver for Sheesh Chigwell now that they've uh, (laughs) entirely uh, online. The spec involves how tough are your teeth? (laughs) They say you turn off. (laughs) Yeah, they check your molars. Your teeth. (laughs) And then they they slap your face with a big meaty hand with a. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a good lad. Yeah, yeah. He's a good lad. Call this steak a Winston. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I mean, about the size of his hand. Um, (laughs) Yeah arguing theses about rich people and i think your one does hold true um i'm certainly one over to it and it also if you don't follow him on twitter his twitter interactions are very very funny <laughs> just regard yeah highly recommend, highly recommend. outside of all this context um you've argued your case amazingly well so i think it's about time that we put lord alan sugar on the wonka scale uh for new listeners the wonka scale is where we try and sum up how much um, the charm of the rich person we're talking about distracted us from the evils that they do? Uh, I, I don't know how your I don't know how the scale could work for this because I think that it's what it is is his lack of charm distracts yeah. from all the good things he does. Like it's the reverse yeah. of the scale. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's broken the scale. Because <laughs> scale, you're right. Because if he was more like if he was with a, a more charming man then actually we'd see all the good things that he's doing but instead yeah. you just see a lot of the bad stuff i wouldn't i'd still focus on the bad stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm much I'm much too cynical um yeah i'm gonna say I'll, i'm gonna say that uh in terms of evil he's not the most evil guy in the world right well yeah but he is a lord as far as the baseline evil of billionaires but he's, but he's baseline you're people that he's yeah. like not a billionaire He's baseline billionaire evil, which I'm always going to say is a seven, right? If you're a billionaire, <laughs> you're on a seven. You can't every every penny you have is a penny we don't. You're not, uh, you don't get a pass. But he's only a seven, so he's going to say he's a seven for mm-hmm. evil. And I'm going to say for charm, I'm going to say a six. I'm going to say because it's it's not it's not huge amount, but he has an anti charm. He has a uh, yeah his he his a uh, refu- exactly and his refusal and and God bless anyone who achieves such lofty heights, such absurd degrees of success, and still 
posts on Twitter like your nan. Yeah. I mean, good, good, good on <laughs> yeah. it, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, I'm going to say a seven you. and a six. Yeah. That's, uh, that was similar to mine, so I'll, I'll, uh, we're in concurrence. Uh, Josh, do you want to... So it's uh, um, a scale on charm and a scale on evil. I think that... Yeah, I, I'm going to go a little lower on the evil, but this might be because... So I think he's about a five on evil and a, like an eight on charm, Because, but I think I might have fallen mm. for it. Like I think I've fallen for his thing. And I think that what it is is that I'm like, as much as I think... Because I think he's so funny... I am just kind of like, oh, I don't want to criticize him because he makes me laugh <laughs> on Twitter, which is the point. And maybe so, maybe switch those numbers. Like that's the, like that's the yeah, point. Yeah. It could be either way for me. But yeah, I'm gonna go like that. You're not wrong. I think that's very cynical. <laughs> no, but that's also very true to the spirit of the show. I can't tell you how many times we start off and and in our like discussions we have before we me and dan pick people who we think will be particularly evil and noxious and and who we can by the end of the podcast we're like i love this guy this guy's a laugh like you know we we get (laughs) suckered in by the uh yeah by the extravagance and by the charm well that's it isn't it but that is the like that's the trick that money does for you is you're sucked but you like you when you you should tag him in this because he might respond that's such a good idea but he will I imagine he won't Why if he, he listens. Yeah, hey, do you want to? Hey, we we have this podcast where we say you're a class traitor. <laughs> do you want to tune in? But the thing is, I wonder if he, online. But I would. I feel yeah, and I feel like it's called that's so rich. It's not like obvious that you're. It's not totally obvious from just looking at it that you yeah. guys are like making fun of these people or at least like criticizing them. He might retweet mm-hmm. it without mm-hmm. thinking. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! Right. You know what I mean? He might interact with it because he's probably not going to listen. Like he's, he's, I don't think he knows what um, podcasts are, but like, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I think you're right. He might, you might get him. That's rich. I'm rich. There we go. Yeah. Oh, great. They're talking about my achievements on a show about rich people. Uh, Exactly. But that's it. Like if you talk about, we talk about the, we talk about the (laughs) rags to rich success that Alan Sugar is. And he's going to, he might retweet it going, here's a podcast about how successful I am. Bang. And he doesn't I care. I do like the idea that Rory suggested just now being he would see the words, that's rich, and just think to himself, <laughs> oh, I'm rich. So. Yeah. I'm certainly <laughs> rich. <laughs> um, and on that note, on that gamble, we might actually do it. You'll probably see if, you know, Alan, if you are listening. Um, yeah. yeah, hi, man. <laughs> hi, hi, Alan. You yeah. know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm really sorry, Alan. I've got nothing to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd have There's so little to say to Alan Sugar. Um, I've got a business proposal for you, Alan. Uh, it's called This <laughs> Podcast, uh, and please give me money to to do it. We're looking for investors, yeah. Looking for investors, looking for patrons. And if um, you do, we will maybe redo this in a nicer light for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it stays as. I'm a very difficult uh, creative temperament to work with. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, that, I'm, yeah. I'm like Dan asking for, uh, asking Help. for water. <laughs> like asking uh, for yeah. an edit on a thing. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're all just about to end it. Uh, Josh, yeah. you have a new EP out with I, um, Cornbread. Um, I do. do you wanna, yeah. Tell us about that before you go. Yeah, it's called um, "What a Thrill." Uh, there's seven songs on it. One of them, me and uh, Cornbread, who is my friend Elias, uh, he um, we started working on this last year. Uh, it was very weird because we kind of got a little bit interrupted by like not being able to see each other for months on end, but. It's finally got through, and it's a very weird thing because it was written almost entirely before the... Well, actually, entirely before the pandemic. None of the songs were written. Uh-huh. But weirdly, there's a song on it called This Room, which is about being stuck inside a room and not being able to get nice. it to go out. So it's, like, weirdly become quite, like, precedent because it's also... it's like, But it's slightly different to the other music that I do. It's more electronic, and if that's your sort of thing, I'm sure you'd enjoy it. It's on every streaming service. Add Google Play, which is not a good one, but that's fine. Josh is fantastic. <laughs> definitely. Josh is great. His EP. work's amazing. One more time. What was the name again? One more time. Uh, what a thrill! What a thrill! EP. What a thrill! Yeah, and um, just under my name. <laughs> that's the... And if you like what you're listening to, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us um, find new people and and get on new stuff. Um, if you want to follow us on our social media, it's That's Rich Podcast on Instagram rich underscore podcast on twitter and that's rich podcast on facebook um and i i would usually thank you josh for doing our theme tune but um (laughs) 
Well, thank you, Josh and Jenna, for coming on. It was really fun. Yes. Thanks for bringing us out and sharing. I had a lovely time. Yeah, that makes more sense. Thank you so much, Josh. You were, um, thank you for this pitch, and it's definitely great. You won. We're in. Yes. Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. You're not fired. <laughs> I'm not fired. You were never hired, but uh, you get to be on the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, eventually I'll get voted off and the, the podcast <laughs> alignment will change. It's a, it's a vicious triumvirate, this podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and thanks so much for listening. I've been Daniel McKeown. I've been Rory Kelly. And tune in next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Why did I wave? <laughs> <laughs>